Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wading through the rhetoric in search of the truth. This is Global Top Talkers with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Radio. And I'm Peter Sherman in for Alex Pearson, who will be back when she's back. She's, uh, like some of you, down with something. Who knows what, but we wish her well. It's time for our Global Talkers segment, the best talk show hosts in the country. And uh, so I'm joined by Bill Kelly, Global News Radio Hamilton. Hi, Bill. Hey, Peter. How are you doing today? Great to be with you. I am fine. And Mike Stubbs from Global News Radio London. Hey, Peter. Hey, Mike, good to have you with us. Look, we've all been talking about this today. This is uh, MPP Amanda Simard. She's uh, from the Ottawa area, and she's now sitting as an independent because she doesn't like the Ford government policy on uh, francophone affairs in the province of Ontario. Now, I, I just uh, started off the show by a little with a little rant of my own because I speak French and I was a Francophone affairs critic, and and uh, I know a little bit about this stuff. I also know about being a rookie MPP. I think she jumped the gun, and my view is she would have been more effective from inside fighting the good fight as opposed to sitting there and throwing stones from outside. What say you, Mike? Well, you know what? If you look at a situation that brings about questions concerning partisan politics, nothing annoys me more than how partisan politics is, but I think everybody who gets into that position, as you said in your rant, kind of realizes the way the game is played and where the power lies. And it would be nice for everybody to say, you know what? We are going to go in and we are going to vote the right way and we are going to vote in favor of everything our constituents want. But that's not the way the game works, is it? So, yeah, this this might be a, a little bit risky. I understand. And, hey, I love her passion. But I don't know that this accomplishes what she wants to accomplish. Well, here's the thing, Bill Kelly. Uh, she didn't cross the floor to go to another party. She, she, I'm sure the liberals would have loved to have her and would have gone, yeah, yeah. But uh, she's sitting as an independent. And I can tell you the way that house works when you sit as an independent your desk is moved away from all of the others and you sit alone and apart and you don't really get to ask a question is that great for her constituents or not peter remember the beatles song nowhere man <laughs> yeah i remember it well nowhere man go ahead yeah yeah exactly. well uh, you know i i applaud her her you know her principles here and that's wonderful but at the same time, she was elected to represent her constituency. And I understand her, her problem with the, the Ford policy here, okay? 70% of her riding is francophone, and she's saying, wait a minute, you just screwed us around. But I, I agree with your point. Uh, you can work better from within the system than, than extricate yourself from the system. I, th- I think she's done herself a great disservice uh, to her constituents. And more importantly, I mean, Peter, you've been there. Uh, w- when you're on the outside as an independent, uh, you know, first of all, you have no voice, and second of all, can you name me an independent that ever got reelected? No. 
That the simple answer is no, and yeah. and I think that that's your problem. So uh, you you sit out there with uh, Jim Wilson, who's uh, alone and apart from the party after umpteen years with it. You sit alone and apart with uh, Mike Schreiner, who may not have been booted out of any caucus, but he is a caucus of one, and uh, I don't think that works as well. Let's move on because we're limited in time. Ontario climate change plan uh, has been revealed by Rod Phillips, the environment minister. You guys probably both talked about it on your stations today. Uh-huh. Certainly, we have been in continuous continue to. Uh, and I just had um, uh, a chat with, we'll air it in a little while, Peter Tabbins, who is the uh, opposition critic from the NDP. Of course, he doesn't like it, and uh, he'll tell everybody why in uh, the next hour or so. But the bottom line is, um, with without a carbon tax, the feds are going to continue to push for a carbon tax. And uh, so we're not out of the woods on that. And what we've got is a $400 million incentive plan over the course of four years that allows companies to apply for some of that money to build out projects that are uh, in the in the clean tech area and benefit people, with the idea being that between that and the move in the automotive sector away from hydrocarbon cars, uh, we'll make the, uh, the target of 30%. We're at 22 now. Do you think that that's realistic? Do you think that that has a possibility of happening, Bill. I, I'd like to think it would, Peter, but here's here's the reality here, okay? And I'm not a big fan of, of taxes or carbon taxes or anything else, but the fact that the, the policy here and it just you know the the overview here is uh, if you guys decide that that you want to reduce your problem, we've got some money here and we'll give you. If you don't, well, have a nice day. Uh, and this is very similar to a policy they enacted in Australia a couple of years ago. Uh, and it didn't work. As a matter of fact, the emissions are up uh, because basically people had decided not to partake in the program, simply said, we're going to continue to do what we're doing and, and to hell with you. So I'm not so sure if this is it. Now, that's that's the overview. This is day one. I, I don't know about how they're going to try to fill this out. We don't know all the details right now, but I, I can understand people are being skeptical. So I understand that as well. And I'm thinking that this could be labeled chapter one because there's got to be a chapter two. Do you agree, yeah. Mike? <laughs> well... I don't know that there is necessarily a chapter two. I think that what we have here is the Ford government doing what they've been doing from the beginning, saying, hey, we want to generate the economy here. We want to get things going. We want to give opportunity. And I think it comes in a way of trying to benefit some of these companies and, and look at, OK, well, we've got to do this. We've got to show that we're doing something here. But let's also try and hinge business to it at the same time. Let's remember that $400 million is taxpayer money. The problem that we have in all of this is trying to figure out whether we want to do something to help ourselves now or whether we can look 20 years into the future. You've still got people who will say, hey, climate change is not happening. Look, it's snowing in November. The two are not tied. They're not the same thing. But it's hard to convince people that we will have a problem on this earth if we don't act pretty soon and at the same time say, yeah, but it's, it's going to hurt business, so let's take that hit so that we can help out future generations. Well, the problem that we have, of course, guys, and I think we all can agree on this, is that when we get to the uh, the point 10 or 12 years out where Paris has either been attained or it's not, uh, it'll be not, and it won't be not because places like Ontario didn't do their part, because I think we should and we will. Uh, I think it'll be not because we have to deal with countries like India and China and Russia that uh, couldn't give a rat's ass about it. Let me let me use one minute and get a quick reaction from both of you. Uh, it seems that we are going to be signing the Asmaka, that's the son of NAFTA, with uh, Trudeau, Trump, and Peña Nieto present all tomorrow in uh, Buenos Aires. What do you think? 
I, I, I think it's just, you know what, this is a photo op. I mean, there, there's still a lot to be discussed here. Uh, I mean, you know, the auto pact was part of this, and, and look what's happened with General Motors in Oshawa. Uh, I guess they're going to sign this thing, but it still has to be ratified by the U.S. Congress, by the, by the Mexican Congress, and by the Parliament. And we got a long way to go here, Peter. It's true. Any uh, comment on, on that from uh, you, Mike? Well, I don't know that we have a complete understanding of everything that is tied to it. And I'm with Bill. This is a photo op. This is, hey, look at us. Donald Trump absolutely loves situations like this. He's the one that came up with the uh, Usmica name, although he didn't even have it as that catchy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily looking forward to tomorrow. I'm looking forward to seeing it go through the levels of government to see what we actually have here. I have a slogan for it, uh, Bill and Mike, and then we'll say goodbye. Usmica. Could have been so much more. All right. <laughs> Bill Kelly, Global News Radio Hamilton, Mike Stubbs, Global News Radio London. Thank you so much. Global Talkers.